Well, hello, superstars, and welcome back to a new episode of the Just Fed It podcast. In this episode, we will be discussing God's love. Thank you in advance for listening. I remember before I was a Christian, people in the faith would say things like, Jesus loves you, God loves you, and then they wouldn't really say anything after that, right? Or maybe some of them would elaborate and some of them would say, Jesus loves you, he died for you. And I remember hearing this and I heard this a lot when I was a new believer. Or now that I'm thinking about it, I heard this a lot even before I was a believer. They would say this with almost some type of expectancy. They would say it and then they would just stare, right? They would just stare like hoping to get a reaction out of me, right? And most times, you know, I would just nod, you know, just to be polite. But if I'm honest, as a non-believer or as someone who is new to the faith, those words... Those words did not move me. I felt like it was some type of generic thing that Christians would say to try to convince you to come check out their church. You know, I'm just being honest here. Like, I thought it was just some generic thing that they would say while they're handing out an invite card for you to come check out their service. But now that I am on my own journey with God and I am allowing him to be the Lord leader and savior of my life. He is transforming me to look more and more like Jesus. Because of that relationship, because of that process, I am now able to fully digest those words. So for this episode, I want to unpack that phrase. Jesus loves me. What does that even mean? In order to understand that phrase, we must go back. Back to the beginning, okay? So let's look at the New Living Translation, Genesis 1, 29. And this was like right after God created the world, okay? So it's important to note here that God decided to make humans last, okay? So we pick up right after he created man in his image and he created man in his image to reign over the earth, okay? Genesis 1:29 says, then the Lord said, oh, sorry. Then the Lord God said, look, I have given you every seed bearing plant throughout the earth and all of the fruit trees for your food. Let's fast forward to Genesis 2, verse 18. Then the Lord God said, it is not good for the man to be alone. I will make a helper who is just right for him. Okay, let's pause. Let's break that down. Do you guys see a pattern? In the beginning, I told you that God created the world first and then he created humans last, right? That means that God 
anticipated what humans would need before he created them, right? And then God seen that when he created, because he created a man first and he realized it's not good for man to be alone. So again, anticipating the man's need, he creates a helper and not just any helper, but a helper who is just right for him. Do you see a pattern? God provides for you everything you need before you even know you need it. God is so concerned about you and your life that he anticipates your needs. He doesn't wait for you to be in some sticky situation and then you have to pray to him and ask him like, God, please move in my life. No. God knows your needs before you even think to ask them. Let's resume in Genesis 2, chapter 20. It says, he gave names to all the livestock. And this is talking about the man who later name is Adam. So Adam is naming all of the animals, right? And God realizes that there was no helper just right for Adam. So pay attention to this, superstars. In verse 21 to 23, God creates the woman who later name is Eve, right? And he presents her because before he was presenting all of the animals to Adam so that Adam can name them. So then he put Adam to sleep and then he woke Adam up and presented Eve to Adam. And so then Adam said, this one, this one is bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She will be called woman because she was taken from man. And in other translations, it states that woman is because man with a womb Woman. So let's break that down. God realized that the man needed a helper, right? And God did not just settle for anything. No, God provided someone who was just right. He formed a woman out of the man's rib. So out of the man came what he needed. He needed someone just right, someone who was just like him. So he created someone from him. Pay attention, superstars. God, God is in the details. So let's fast forward to the fall of mankind. And we all know the story that the woman ate the fruit. Humanity was doomed until Jesus stepped on the scene and died on the cross. But let's back that up. Okay. The man and the woman sinned against God. So let's pick up in Genesis 3, verse 7. It says, Then the eyes of both of them were open, and they realized they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. Then the man and his wife heard the sound of the Lord God as he was walking in the garden in the cool of the day. And they hid from the Lord God, among the trees of the garden. But 
the Lord God called to the man, where are you? Pause. I want to point out two things. Notice how the man and the woman knew that they did something wrong, right? And they tried to resolve it themselves. They saw that they were naked in the garden and what was their solution? They sewed fig leaves together, right? They sewed fig leaves together to make coverings for themselves. And two, God and his almighty power, he knew that they sinned against him, right? But he still came after them. And it says that the gods called to the man, where are you? Superstars, I want to encourage you that when you fall down, when you mess up, when you fall short, God still wants you. He comes looking for you, asking, where are you? Let's keep reading. Genesis 3, verse 20 through 21. Verse 20 says, Then the man, Adam, named his wife Eve, because she would be the mother of all who live. And the Lord God made clothing from animal skins for Adam and his wife. Pause. I want you to see something, superstars. God, if you read the Bible, God has a theme, right? He has a theme of changing people's names. He has a theme of this because he changes their names in order to give them identity, right? So before Genesis 3 verse 20, it referred to the man and the woman. It never gave them specific names, right? But God, after they sin gave them identity. Eve is a Hebrew word that means to give life. So not only did he give them identity, but he clothed them as well. Remember earlier, they sewed together fig leaves, which I want to point out as humans, the way that we solve our problems are not the best. Our solutions as humans are always temporary. They used leaves, guys, leaves from a tree. If the wind blew, they would be naked all over again. The leaves, as you know, they would fall off. So every day they would need to make clothing over and over and over and over again. And not to mention When winter came, they would be out of luck because trees lose their leaves in the winter. So what would they do? Be naked in the winter? You know what I mean? So God and his almighty power clothed them. He clothed them with animal skin, a more permanent solution. Not only to give them clothes, but like I said, in the winter, Animal skin will keep you warm. Sorry to PETA. (laughs) But honestly, think about it. 
a God who is so thoughtful, so considerate that he not only thinks of you and your needs, but he provides. If you fast forward, humanity was doomed to the bondage of sin and death. So again, God to the rescue, okay? He sent his one and only son to be the perfect sacrifice for our sins. Which, to break that down really fast, the wages of sin was death, right? You had to die because you sinned. So back then, people would sin and then they would find a perfect spotless lamb to be their sacrifice. So the lamb would die instead of them, right? But God, again, anticipating our needs, found a better way. He sent his one and only son, Jesus, to die on the cross as the perfect sacrifice. Jesus was the perfect sacrifice because he lived a sin-free life. He never sinned. He was tempted, but he never did it. Not only did Jesus come down on earth to die for us, but while he was on earth, he modeled how we should live. He taught us about the kingdom of heaven. He mirrored God's love. He said, anyone who has seen me has seen the father. Jesus was around the not so holy people. He was with the people that the world counted out. He performed miracles all around, demonstrating God's power, but also God's love. And Matthew 6, 25 through 34, this is part of the Sermon on the Mount, right? And this sermon, it's titled, Do Not Worry. And Jesus says, do not worry about everyday life. And he's saying, don't worry about what you will eat. Don't worry about what you will drink. Don't worry about what you will wear. He says, look at the birds in the sky. They don't plant. They don't harvest, they don't store food in barns, but God feeds them. And aren't you more valuable than they? Like, aren't you more valuable than a bird? You know? Then he said, look at the lilies in the garden. They don't make their own clothing, yet they are dressed so beautifully. And if God cares about wildflower, who's here today and thrown in the fire tomorrow, he most certainly cares for you. And he finished off by saying, these things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. Meaning, these things are what you will eat, what you will drink, what you will wear. These things dominate the thoughts of unbelievers. But your heavenly father already knows all your needs. Seek the kingdom of God above all else. And live righteously, and he will give you everything you need. Superstars, God loves you. And I know sometimes it's a hard pill to swallow. Because you feel undeserving. You feel unworthy. You think that you have to do something in order to earn 
his love. Like a worker who does work for his employer and he gets paid through a paycheck. The more hours you work, the more love you get. No, uh uh-uh. God doesn't operate like that. It is by grace you were saved. God loves you so much that he sent his one and only son to die for you so that he can have a relationship with you. And some of you may question, well, why did Jesus have to die? Why couldn't he just love us? Well, God is not a man. He does not lie, right? And it says that his word does not return back to him void but accomplishes what it sets out to do, right? So he said that the wages of sin is death, point blank period. So he can't just be like, oop, never mind. No, God honors his word. So he was able to fulfill that word by sending his son to be a perfect sacrifice. Does that make sense? point is God loves you and I know at times it's hard for us to accept that but it's the truth just because you don't accept it or you can't understand it doesn't make it any less true but man do I hope you are able to accept it because the freedom the freedom that comes from living in that truth. Imagine a worry-free life. I have this affirmation that I say to myself every day to help me. I say, you are alive, you are blessed, you are loved, and you are worthy. You are so worthy. I say that in a specific order to help me remind myself of this truth. One, I am alive. God breathed into Adam to give him life and I am alive. I have breath in my lungs. Two, I am blessed. I am able to see another day. There are some people who don't make it through the night. People die in their sleeps. So thank you, God, that I am able to see another day. Three, I am loved. God loves me. He woke me up. There's air in my lungs. Nothing can separate me from God's love. I am good to go for the day, okay? All I need is him. I'm loved, okay? And four, this one was the last one that was added and it was recently added. I think I added this in 2020 or 2021, I can't remember. But for the real original superstars, when I first started the affirmations, it was like, I am alive, I am blessed, I am loved. And it was just those three. And then it hit me that I do not feel worthy of any of these things. So I added in there, number four, you are worthy because you are. We can love 
because he first loved us. God loves you. He didn't love you by what you can do for him. He loves you because he made you. And number five, you are so worthy. Because sometimes we can forget, so I have to reiterate it, that yes, you are worthy. God loves you, superstars. So next time someone says it, I pray that you can truly let those words penetrate into your heart and you have an understanding of the weight of those words. Let me pray. Dear Heavenly Father, God, thank you. Thank you for loving us. Thank you for loving us when we didn't even love ourselves. God, thank you for teaching us how to love. Thank you for sending your son to demonstrate what true love looks like. God, thank you for anticipating our needs before we know we even need them. Not only do you anticipate them, but then you provide for our needs as well. God, thank you for who you are. Thank you for allowing us to be in a relationship with you. Lord, thank you for everyone who is hearing this message. I pray that they heard this message with open ears and open hearts. Lord, I pray that they receive your love. I pray that they learn to accept your love. I pray that they learn that through your love, that they will find peace. And not only will they find peace, but they will find freedom. So God, I pray that through your love that they experience both peace and freedom. God, we need you. This world, this life, it's not easy. So God, continue to pour your love over us. I pray that we understand the true weight of your love. Help us remember that we walk from victory and not to victory. In Jesus' name, amen. Well, superstars, that's the end of today's episode. I hope this message left you educated, motivated, and inspired to take your next steps. Always remember, you are alive, you are blessed, you are loved, and you are worthy. You are so worthy. Until next time.